Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And this week, I'm back with a brand new episode. This week, I am in New York City, the Big Apple, the best city in the world, or so, so some say. Uh, I am just off the trail from where I visited Washington, D.C., and before in the previous podcast, I was in Dallas, Texas. Uh, this week, uh, I just want to give a little roundup of the uh, last week I've had in the USA, which is kind of crazy to say after two months of traveling across Mexico and the United States of America, it is kind of incredible to be in this last two or three days, well, two and a half days of traveling. And there's some ups and downs definitely in little things, but the majority of the trip has been overall positive and has allowed me to come out with a really sense of adventure and allowed me to you know, get some new memories, and that's really important, especially when you go back into that normality of life, where you're getting on that daily grind, day in, day out, and you can just smile to yourself and know that you've got those memories, those sharp things that poignant in the back of your head saying, I did that, I did it when I was young, I did it at the right time, and I did it, uh, and it made me a better person, and a happier person, and that is, you know, you, you should be chasing meaning as well, and this is definitely something that uh, I'm th- I, this whole this holiday, this vacation wasn't just about going lollygagging around uh, North America and Central America. It was about for me to take a break from like the standard of life that was the pandemic. It's allowed me to come out more refreshed, more alive, more driven. Uh, I'm not going to say motivated because, as David Goyen says, motivation is crap and it doesn't come back. It is genu- genuinely, I believe in that wholeheartedly because through the drive and the consistency that I've built through both the podcast, my working out, all of the things that I do regularly, my writing, my reading, uh, although those two have suffered lately uh, because of the traveling, but I'll get into that. I think that if you can keep something going regularly, uh, that makes you driven, especially when you are passionate about it and when you you really enjoy it. There is, it doesn't become a chore, it becomes something you really enjoy. And I think that's what people find difficult, especially with the gym and working out, is that they make it a task, they make it a chore to do. That's not how you do it. You build it around something that you can truly enjoy, truly love. Uh, And by doing so, you allow yourself to finally have something extra to add to your hobbies, something that is going to make you you know, feel alive and true meaning in the life. Anyway, starting off a little bit too early in the morning to to be giving messages of (laughs) hope and joy. Anyway, so what's, you may be asking, Washington DC, what was that like? Washington DC is one of the most underrated cities I've ever heard of. Like Washington to me has always been just known as this political capital that's got a few monuments and it's nice to see it's the capital of the United States. Like that's, that's it, that's all it's got for itself. I was so awestruck with like its natural beauty the parks there the beautiful monuments that are white dazzling the marble floors the um surrounding city itself is a town almost uh, and like it, it's so easy to get around as well that's another thing is that you can get the metro you can walk i walked everywhere it was so easy to get from let's say the um washington monument to the uh white house to get to the uh what was the other thing i was seeing 
President Lincoln, that's it, President Lincoln Memorial, there's that as well, but being able to get from one to another, I think it's a total of like a three hour, three hour walk, like all rounds, so that's like half, you know, if you're going to be doing that throughout the day, if you spread it out with like breakfast, lunch and dinner, that's basically a day gone, and then once you've done that, you're knackered, you're shattered, you're ready to go to bed afterwards. And that's the best thing about these days where you do have the ability to walk from one place to another. Is you're getting your steps in, you're getting your exercise in, and you are also finding yourself uh, seeing all of the attractions that you want to see at the same time. For me, I've got some really epic photos of uh, Washington, D.C., and I really enjoyed being there. I was only there for two days, but I think that that was perfect. It wasn't It wasn't too much. It wasn't too little. Uh, I, got, I think, actually, I say two days. I was there for two nights, three days, really. Um, and on the first day, I had amazing weather as well. It was like 18 degrees. This is on the east coast of America, where it's February at the moment. So it's incredible the the weather diversity within the united states as well how i've gone from the west coast where it's like minimum of 22 degrees every day to going to denver where it was snowing uh, and kind of cold like five degrees ish not not massively and then it went all the way back up to like 16 degrees and then texas it was like 18 degrees all the time like 20 degrees it's, you know and then going from there to washington dc and then it was a surprise 18 degrees and the coldest it got was like 12 so it was amazing and now i'm in new york city and it's i got here and it was uh, i think when i arrived it was one degree <laughs> so this just one extreme to another it's incredible and maybe because i'm british i find that more interesting the weather than other people but i love the fact that you can let's say just jet from one side to the other of the country and find yourself getting yourself a little bit of a tan rather than being in the freezing cold but i find that new york city even with the the freezing cold and the the wet and the, the icy snow it's still such a beautiful city like yesterday it was just sunny out and there were it was freezing cold but it was just beautiful i went to the top of the empire state building and just looked at the surrounding city uh 44 dollars well spent i can tell you that right now uh it's one of those things that i never regret doing i've done it twice now I've done, you know back in 2016 six years later in new york city and it's still just as good. It's still just as fun. Um, one of the things that I find, you know, amazing about New York is the underground, like the equivalent of what you've got in London as well. It's just, again, the ability to, you know, you're paying two, I think it's $2.75 for any entry within the metro. You get, you can go from one side of the uh, of Manhattan to the other for that. And it's just amazing. Go from here to Coney Island for $2.75. Like, that's madness. Absolute madness. Um, and I love it. I love stuff like that. And it, it really gives me this, like, hope that other cities may follow suit. Like, let's hope that Los Angeles and uh, other places in America which don't have as good public transport um, really focus in on how new york has been successful in that area yes there's been uh, a few stabbings uh, recently well before i got here i did see on the news six people have been stabbed uh, on the london underground because of uh, gang warfare and i was like oh no <laughs> this is not looking good uh, but it's i think that we live in very strange times and although there's dangerous stuff like that going on you can really if you are a sensible person who has the ability to 
not go out after 1am or you know st stay in your hostel after after dark like around i would say 10 o'clock 10 o'clock ish if you can stay in and go to bed at that time and not go out after dark after 10 really i should say and you can restrict yourself you're never going to get really into any trouble and you will find that if you you know stand up straight with your shoulders back and step forward with the chest out as my dad always said it's fascinating to to be able to do that to be able to see that nobody ever really bothers you nobody ever really you know gets in your way the worst i've had is panhandling where they ask for money on the train like that's you know that's life in new york city and that's life in london for that matter i mean i don't think i've ever had anyone ask me for money on the london underground but i have found that on the streets um they they do that so it is what it is uh, and i hope that homelessness in the united states gets cleaned up slowly uh, i think i will talk about this in my overall view but what i can say in this podcast is that Nah, you know what, scratch that. I'm going to talk about it now. I think Henry Rollins had this great quote where he said, there's nothing like the United States. It's a hairy place. It, there's no other place like it in the sense that the most dangerous place on earth for him was his home, the United States of America. And he, and this is me probate, pro, pro rata, no, whatever, that, you know, me misquoting him in, in some way. But he said that, we're so free. You don't ever tell an American what to do. I mean, you live in America. I live in America. We're the roughest room I've ever been in. I mean, we're a coast-to-coast -coast Phillies flyer game. You know, we are blood and teeth on the ice. I mean, we are, because of freedom, we're very free. And people just, you know, walk up and, you know, smack you. And I've never been to a country as free as America. I've been to countries that were way more hectic, like don't get caught outside at night, like, you know, downtown Nairobi or, you know, parts of Russia are kind of scary just because they're living hard. But as far as a place where anything can happen, America is like easily the hairiest place I've ever been day to day. And it always made me laugh because he said that the United States has freedom and, you know, the UK, France, Germany, he said Europe, they all have freedom, but not like America. And I think that's kind of why you have an issue. I kind of think that there's an issue in the United States because of that. that you give people level of freedom. They, they have it as an expectation. Their highs are so up here that when you get down to here and you see the homelessness, I think that's why. You've got such high freedom, such high... Like, in the UK, don't get me wrong, like, there's obviously problems and there's stuff in, you know, problems in, in Europe as well, but Europe in a whole, they've got some pretty good laws. And if you look at your food here in the United States, if you look at the content of how obese people are, this is what happens when you give people that level of freedom. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying, like, you talk about it in a very positive, but it comes with negatives as well. And so you can't just say things and not expect there to be repercussions. And so in this case, I love... Hey, by the way, Henry Rollins is one of my favorite people on earth. That's why I'm quoting him, because it's really important to be able to... And I, I will have, hopefully, have chucked in a clip of this uh, quote earlier. It's, it's really intriguing going from one side of the America to the other, because you see that freedom, but you also see the diversity and the types of freedom. And when I say that, I mean how people live and how they use that freedom in their lifetime. It's fascinating. It really is. Like you've got less rules down in the south. You've got more rules on the west coast and on the east coast. It's 
an intriguing place because of that freedom. And I think that when you allow there to be this riotous act in some way or another, that's what you allow. You allow yourself to be in this chaotic state where everything's allowed but nothing's allowed and everything's going but nothing's going. And you allow one extreme to another, billions and billionaires, and then you've got absolute poverty. So it's it's intriguing and I think that's one of the downsides to the US. One of many of the upsides is like an absolute beautiful place. Like nobody talks about that is that like the landscape of the United States is friggin' incredible. Uh, I think that there's some really intriguing like cities being built. I think that New York City as a whole is a just you could spend I, I mean I'm spending six days here. And I'll be gone on Tuesday, and it's, I'm recording this on Sunday morning. And I just feel like I scratch the surface every time I come here. I wouldn't, and one thing I have realized though, I, I said to people when I last came here that I would live here. I wouldn't, and here's why. It's amazing to be here, but there's just so much going on all the time that it just feels like you would never have any, you know, quiet time. There's always noise going out on the streets. There's always something uh, being built. There's always something being repaired. It just feels to me, for someone who's been in the countryside, who who enjoys that peace, who enjoys that quiet, it's it's difficult to when you want to calm down, when you want to meditate, when you want to. It's not necessarily possible to be able to get to that state because of how New York City is. It's also a plus side. Because the plus side is there's always something going on. So you can say it in a positive and a negative. I love the fact that during the day there is always something going on in New York City. There's always something to do. There's always something to see. There's something crazy going on. There's a band playing. There's a uh, a night show. There's a Broadway show. There's there's um, people doing stuff on the streets. There's uh, you know monuments to see. There's attractions to see. There's movie theaters. I went to AMC for the first time the other day and I watched Uncharted, which I really enjoyed. You know, very bog standard script. Um, I don't know whether it does justice to the uh, justice to the Uncharted series or not. Personally, I would love to have seen um, Nathan Drake played by and I wanna. Oh, it's Nathan. Oh, Nathan, basically the guy from Serenity, the main character, main main leading actor from Serenity, and I would love to have seen him play Nathan Drake. But this is a prequel, and so Tom Holland has done well for himself. Anyway. It was really cool going into an AMC after seeing how the stock market exploded uh, around that cinema. I was really impressed, by the way, the the theatre of AMC in uh, downtown New York, Manhattan, was just epic. Really nice luxury uh, leather sofas, um, not too overpriced suites. I mean, cinemas everywhere are overpriced anyway, but the point being is that it was similar to the UK and, and, and Europe. Uh, and it was nice just to take a day where it was a rainy day on Friday, so I took a day to just hit the gym and go to the cinema and, and relax. Uh, and and doing so allowed me to recuperate. And what I found is that I've been doing so many steps uh, over the past like week, maybe two weeks, maybe even over the past two months, is that my left leg, like beneath the uh, knee and around the calf area has uh, started to, if I start going over 10,000 steps, my leg starts to hurt a little bit. And it doesn't hurt when I run, it only hurts when I'm like walking. For those who are intrigued and like, you know, 
sort of injury prevention and stuff like that. I try and make sure that I'm not eating any uh, inflammatory foods and stuff like that. And I try and restrict myself to uh, healthy greens and meats and stuff like that mainly. But when you're traveling, it becomes that much more difficult to be able to obtain those that, that structure. And so I imagine what's happened is that some inflammation has built up in my leg because of the food I'm eating and also because of the amount of exercise I'm doing. And it's not really allowing it to recuperate because I'm just going day in, day out, doing stuff every day and I can't stop because you know I've only got so much time before I have to head home and this is the thing for me as well is that I'm probably going to need a week to rest when I get back home uh, before I even start thinking of work because I'm just going to be knackered from all of the the exercise the you know moving from one city to another consistently it's this, and I'm not moaning, I loved every second of it, and I wouldn't have it any other way, because the the want and need to see things bang, 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 is all about me, that's all, all my life is, is this love for getting after it day in, day out, and also having this opportunity to see so many things in such a short period of time. Two months can feel like a lifetime, but it also can feel like seconds. Uh, and I feel like I've filled it so full of stuff that it feels like a lifetime, which is epic. And it's, it, I don't think many people feel that. They feel like when they go on holiday, it lasts two seconds and then they're done. For me, this, these two months have felt like a long time and it's been really enjoyable to, to feel like the days are not, you know, so short and so quick that it comes around to like the 1st of March and I'm like, where did the time go? <laughs> but... In in no, I think that if you can find things that you really want to see, you find a place that you really enjoy. And so that's probably why I had trouble in Austin, Texas uh, and Denver, was there was kind of um, less things for me to see. And therefore, um, it didn't allow me to, you know, truly enjoy the place, truly envelop the place. I got told by a friend, a traveler, he said that maybe you just didn't meet the right people, Chris. And that can also be another thing is that the US kind of it doesn't really have an atmosphere in the hostels this is probably one of the best hostels I've stayed at so far uh, and there's nowhere to record there's no rooftop there's no you know places like that I've been very lucky up to now to have some really nice backgrounds uh, sadly today um, I was thinking of filming in Central Park and then I looked it was like minus uh, four degrees outside so yeah that's not happening I'm not going to sit uh, on a bench for 30 minutes with my laptop camera out uh, waiting for, for people to come up to me and, and question me why uh, I'm recording but yeah it is what it is and you make do with what you have without uh, you know moaning about these things you've got to be aware that when you purchase a better hostel that you're not getting things for instance snoring for instance uh like being interrupted stuff like that but you also get to meet people and that's also something that's truly enjoyable but now that i'm getting into my later 20s one thing i am gonna <clears throat> i'm gonna move towards do is probably gonna move into a little bit more luxury uh what i will do is i'll visit hostels rather than you know staying in them purely because i just want to get some good sleep for an hour that's the one thing that I've really struggled with is that if you don't get a good night's sleep after you've done a lot the day before is that it can really affect the up and coming few days. And, you know, I'm dragging on a little bit about recovery here, but it is really important, especially when you're on holiday. If you're on holiday for a week or two weeks, then you're fine. But 
if you're if you're vacationing like me for this length of time for two months then it can you know it can get a little bit repetitive after a while uh, I must say I'm sorry about the uh, noise pollution around me like I said it's you know like in the hostels New York City is a go 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 place and there's not a lot I can do about it the best I can probably do is cut out some of the audio post edit so post editing Chris right now is probably going through going, oh fuck find the clip find the clip find the clip uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it is what it is it's part of the joy of making these is the editing part is going through uh, I don't like the sound of my own voice so I can't listen to myself for too long before I go Bleh. don't know how you guys do it um, but it is really enjoyable the process of finding the clips putting them in there finding uh, things to make the podcast a little bit more interesting because just listening to me or just listening to me talk to t another person can be a little bit boring it, it might you know it, it spices it up a little bit and I find that the ones that are most fun to make without a doubt are me interviewing people who who aren't actually there so the David Goggins one the the Jordan Peterson one the Joe Rogan podcast the Jocko Willink one those are my favorites because they're so uh, much fun to put together the clips and they make me laugh when I'm watching them back uh, and that's very difficult to do you know uh, I think there's certain people who can really make me you know crack up but they're far and in between so you know that is what it is uh, and uh <clears throat> sorry sorry guys i this is the problem when you you wake up out of bed shower and then just come down and immediately do a podcast is that you haven't had any anything to drink zero coffee and you're uh you know you're, you're operating purely on fumes i, I say fumes operating off a, a, a semi-good night's sleep. Like I said, snoring in hostel rooms can, can really uh, drag the night out. Anyway, New York City, like I said, what have I got planned, what have I done? So I've seen the Empire State Building, as I said. Uh, I've been there before, but I loved it, going there back there again, because it gave me like a really fresh sense of what I'd actually seen before, and I didn't really rekindle the memory until I'd got there. And those, you know, listening to music while you're up there that once you like I said before I've I love the the ability to associate music with a place really gets me hits me right here that really gets me where I live <laughs> uh, and I hit the Wall, Wall Street Bull always interesting to see because that's where everyone's money gets stolen no, I'm just kidding but actually where a lot of money gets made uh, and actually a lot where a lot of money gets made for a lot of people as well but always interesting to see that architecture because the bull's testicles have been removed multiple times uh, uh, by random left-leaning people, which is kind of funny to see. Uh, I've seen Times Square. Times Square for me is a little bit overrated. Uh, I feel like I'm having an epileptic fit every time I go there because there's just so much light going in from every angle. And I'm just like, Whoa, like, are we going through, like, let's do the time warp sort of thing? Uh, it, it kind of, it's a little bit much for me. Uh, I remember when I was younger, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is epic. There's so much going, you know, there's so many lights. This is really incredible. But the majority of it is advertisement. And you're just like, ah, oh, man, like... Why can't we just have some movies playing in the background, like a, a classic Godfather Part 1 uh, in the background? That'd be fun to see. But, you know, that's just me being pedantic there. I've seen Central Park. Now, Central Park is an absolute gift, and I'm about to go do uh, an eight-mile run out there in the cold 
uh, I'm going to change out these jeans, put some shorts on. I've got like this under layer here to, to keep me warm. And I love this is this is something for me really important if a city has a park like the size in washington like the size of new york city it automatically takes it from a seven to an eight or a nine in my opinion uh and new york city was already in my opinion like a nine or a ten but like central park just makes it that much better the green spaces that you have make your city so much better than it already is and it Oh man, it gives people the opportunity who don't have it. For instance, in the pandemic, when people were locked in their houses, I imagine the the access to Central Park was a lifesaver. The fresh air, the the ability to take your children out and you know let them run riot. To even for your kids, teenagers, like full grown adults, getting exercise and seeing some nature, having the waterfront there, like that's. It's in man, you can't put a price on that. You can't put a price on that. Like there's no there's no way in if in my lifetime I ever see anyone trying to build or like put anything on parks like that, like in the UK as well, and like near me where I live, um, where they film Pride and Prejudice, uh, Stir Stirhead, if they ever try and build on that, I will make sure financially they get the wrath of me, basically. Financially, physically every matter there's no excuse to be able to build on these beautiful green spaces that allow people to enjoy themselves just as simple as that uh, and i think new york city is so much better for it for having that massive green space otherwise it would just be a concrete city concrete city and not that i'm saying that it does it you know doesn't have its perks because of that but it has these green little spaces like the high line like um central park and like having uh, coney island the beach to go to that just allows a new view of what new york city is i'm going to coney island tomorrow i can't wait i love going there because of mr robot because of the arcades just seeing it visually it's it's aesthetic is very different to anything you'll see in new york city uh, i'm going to see the brooklyn bridge today at some point uh, i love that architecture the red metal the the grandness of it it's uh it's not going to be as good as san francisco's golden gate but it is still something to see you know and it's uh it's it's incredible that these sort of architectures exist in the first place and it kind of makes me sad that we haven't anything built like that in the you know even in, i should be saying in the 21st century it doesn't feel like there's anything massive anything really structurally incredible being built currently so that those to, to people who are architecture people I really hope that you correct me and tell me that there's something out there that has been built in the last 10 years that really is as incredible as the Empire State Building, as incredible as the Golden Gate Bridge or the, the Brooklyn Bridge or one of these places. Because for me, they they also, they, they give me a little bit of hope, you know? They, they resemble like human decency and human ability to work together and build something greater than ourselves. Uh, and I think that's what's so cool about New York City. This, the, you know, it's, it's put in so many movies, so many films, because it has this this grandness to it. This anybody can live here, anybody can get by, as long as you're willing to put in the grease, you know, the the work and the effort and the the elbow sweat to be able to be here. And it's a dirty, filthy city, but I love it. And I think that if they cleaned it up a little bit, like they do in Europe. 
if they just got together like a, a team of people from the local council who got together in a meeting and said look we're going to pay people a really reasonable wage to be able to go clean up the city like a really really good wage like something that's going to make people go oh wow i really want to do that even if it's a dirty job that that would change everything and i think with the amount of money that's available in this city and and in the us and in general that's totally possible and i think that all it takes is one idea and a few people to get behind it to be able to allow the city to just have a nice little you know clean up and then it will look amazing you know that dirt that filth can be put away and, and maybe at the same time they can you know i mean for me it's all just talk i would love to have the access to somebody so that i could take action like i would love that that would be so cool to to put a plan together to say look right we've got these these resources let's spread it out let's try and pay people the most amount we can possibly pay them and by doing so we make this job attractive and we make it a little bit cooler than it really is and by and and then you clean up the city and then you have a result to put on your resume you then have look i was one of the people who did this very few people will be able to say that they did it i don't know all of this is hypothetical but i love thinking these like fantasy minds where you have control over uh, something as cool as cleaning up a city or you know getting it getting the homeless together and, and all of these things i would love to have some sort of impact on that but you know i'm just here talking to a microphone it you know it, at the end of the day it's, it's still interesting to voice these these ideas so brooklyn bridge coney island uh i'm thinking i need to hit a couple of places i've never been before because i feel that otherwise i'm just hitting these massive monuments and not really going for things that are a little bit out of the way for instance yesterday i went to joe's pizza and wow like that that was really nice that was really good to to go out of my way I t it took me 20 minutes to get there by a train to get into times square and, and find joe's pizza it was definitely worth the wait two massive slices of pizza worth every penny i think i spent like i think it was eight dollars for two slices like four dollars each like it was totally worth it i was i was just like this is um you know when you have the oven pizza ovens like it's got that crisp dough like that crisp bottom and then really you can taste that it's real sauce real tomato sauce with a proper cheese and proper toppings like proper pepperoni you can really taste the like the actual meat and you're like oh this is real this isn't fake fake stuff so finding little places like that are going to be my goal for the next couple of days to find things that are out of the way that aren't necessarily on the you know the the main tourist map and so i think some of the photos I've taken so far have been really incredible. I'm hoping to take many more over the next couple of days. But sadly, I will be leaving the United States on Tuesday, Tuesday evening, coming back to the UK on Wednesday. So I will be recording an episode uh, at the end of this, uh, end of next week. I think I'm going to round it up, round the travels up. I'm going to talk about the benefits of traveling. I'm going to really get together. I'm going to write a list out, write a script out and come up with some some serious ideas because a lot of these podcasts have been on the fly because i haven't had really time to write out a script or write out um think ideas i've just been doing things uh where i can really and that's the the way of traveling so that's one of the downsides of traveling but i will talk about many of the other positives and many of the things that will maybe pique your interest a little bit 
around whether you want to take a couple of months out, refresh your mind, uh, come back to your friends and family as the person they love and know rather than the person that they've got to know over the pandemic. <laughs> so this has been the Taylor Sales Podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now.